Listen up. Now people are just... It's like they can't tell who they are because they have this online persona that they're living up to. That's not who they are. You know, you have people taking pictures of themselves at the gym, even though they're not working out. You know, it's really sad. See, I'm taking pictures of other people at the gym who aren't working out. And I'm policing. <laughs> and I was like, I see you flexing and not really pumping up a lot of weight over there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I love it when I see someone working out in jeans. Mm-hmm. I like I like gym fail videos. Those are always funny. Oh, yeah. When you just see a scrawny little guy throw up like a big bunch of weight and it cr- crumples up him yeah or even just like the really big dudes and like they think that they can handle something and they can't you know there's like you know a scrawny person that doesn't know what they're doing that's kind of sad okay so you know it's like you know but at the same time you know you got to know what you're doing with that stuff you don't want to just yeah you got to play it careful and no matter like what level you're at yeah you can still try and show off or do something that could hurt yourself yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not to see a little skinny guy like fail, but just yeah, anyone who's just throwing a big bunch of weight around and it makes them topple right over. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like there's this seeing someone topple by their own hubris, hoisted by their own petard, flying too close to the sun. Yeah. You know, some we, of the best comedy uh, comes from that. You know, no matter how hard you I try, try, I know, I know, I'm bound to make a mistake any minute now. You know, like, like, you know, that next paper cut is coming. You're not, I can't guarantee I'm not going to get another paper cut before I die. I'm probably going to get another paper cut at some point in my life. But if I spend my whole life thinking about that, I'm never going to live. Wow. Well said. And it's, that's the thing. It's like, whatever comes your way, you have to just know you can handle. Right. I mean... Unless it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then to put me out of my misery, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you, like, take me out to a really nice dinner and never call me ever again, you know? That's just... Uh, uh, that's just... Uh, I'm still waiting for that to happen, okay? You know? Because they keep calling. They keep calling. All right, should we get into it? I think we're I think we're, we're getting warmed up. We're pretty much... Uh, <laughs> we just got a good, you know... hi and welcome to heady green terrace i'm justin thompson and i'm nick salgo welcome uh to heady green terrace (laughs) yeah welcome to the show guys um for those of us just joining us we are just joining each other here (laughs) yeah uh, at our microphones for the Um, third episode of the podcast the first episode of the new year happy new year yeah happy new year guys Woo! 2022 we're out of 2021 yeah, we gotta wish you know people people are saying you know they're a little suspicious that this year could possibly get worse than last year i don't even know what they're talking about because i had a fucking great year last year yeah me too i felt like just nonstop crushing it yeah yeah just you know wherever we are we have to make the best of it so to look back on these things in these years is a negative thing we had this horrible pandemic yeah um which um i actually i actually caught covid i got the Omicron variant uh just recently i'm that's I'm right man currently recovering Nick from Salgo. Omicron <laughs> official Omicron survivor every time that i coughed i would just go do 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 i drank a lot of duff mm-hmm I ate a lot of snacks. I strangled a lot of Bart's. You slept a lot on the couch. I slept a lot on the couch. I had a lot of conversations with my brain. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I'm feeling pretty good. For those of you, since you're, not, you know, this isn't a television show, I'm wearing, uh, if you want to know what I'm wearing, um, I'm yeah. wearing uh, a white shirt with a collar and some blue pants and some black shoes. Yeah. And I've lost all but two strands of hair. On the top yeah. of my head. And, um, and it looks like those snacks have really gone to your waist a little bit. Huh, my, buddy? my hair and my ears spell Matt Groening. 
Yeah, and you know what? I say bring it on. I've never even seen you wear a tie. You know, this is a, this is a new look for you. COVID's the, the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I love donuts. I love my job at the power plant. I love my <laughs> family. I may not be perfect, but I am the ultimate television father. Wow, and we're really glad to have you back and in good health. Congrats. You uh, you beat it. You tested positive. You passed your days in isolation, and now you're ready to rejoin the world. How does Yikes. it feel? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Relax. Yeah. yeah, so happy new year to all the Hetty Green fam. Yeah, happy new year, guys. I mean, we made it. It's going to be a great year. Yeah, it's like you think about the last year and everything that happened, and it can seem like a blur, and the way time just feels really weird now, like how everything's kind of been different over the past two years and now like holy shit it's been two years so you just think about how your days just become made up of the stuff you do and it's just important to right because time keeps on slipping 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 into 2022 uh yeah you know it's um it is interesting to kind of look back on things and i was saying this throughout the whole pandemic well look back and on these times, like it, like if I look back on 2015, that was 365 days that year. I only remember it, it, it within like a, like maybe like a minute, five minutes, like mm-hmm. a, a little blip of things that happened in that year. The rest is just like, whew, you know, yeah, it just um, becomes it's just kind of, you know, we're we're just traveling in this blob of time. Hopefully, watching The Simpsons. I hope you're all watching The Simpsons out there. Take time to enjoy things. That's what we're trying to say. And laugh you know, about it. Little you things, know. you know, m- try and make some good little moments when your mind plays back the real. And as you go into this year, think about what you want to get out of it and what you want to spend your time doing and try and make the time to do it. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Nick? Uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, my main one is I want to get more sleep this year. This is, this is pretty serious mm-hmm. here. You know, I, I think... You know, because I like to drink caffeine. I, I like to be productive, but I'm not. I, I don't think of sleep enough as a way yeah, to crucial. get there. Yeah. You know, if anything, I'll be like, you know, you know, because I went to like jazz school where like my professors would be like, you all need to be sleeping like two hours a night. You should be practicing all the time. And they're all like, <laughs> not my tempo. And yeah, yeah, smacking yeah. you across the head as you play Birdland or some shit. And I was like, hey, weren't you in Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, death school was rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain approaches to productivity, and I would imagine that most people's New Year's resolution would be to, you know... Lose weight, drink more beer, <laughs> and dunk a basketball. Yeah, you know... Um, In that order. Yeah. You know, as far as... What's your New Year's resolution? Like I just said, man, I'm going to dunk a basketball, man. I'm <laughs> uh, to get a slam dunk? Yeah. That's right. Nice. I'm going to start, you know, having picked up the rock in a minute. I have terrible vertical, but you know what? We're going to make it happen. Maybe we'll have some sort of trampoline scenario. Yeah. I'd say my, my other New Year's resolution is just like to be the guy, mm-hmm. you know, just like, wow, like that's the guy right there. Yeah. You know, I just want <laughs> one two three, three. Welcome, welcome to, to heady green, green terrace. terrace all right so we are for this uh episode it's like weird we're getting like meta when i say episode mm. i'm talking about an episode of this show but i'm also talking about an episode of the simpsons i know i thought how, how do how do we work around that it's, it's like it's kind of like how like this is my life but yeah. it's like also everyone else's Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared. So we are doing Lisa's Sacks. Lisa's Sacks, uh, season nine, episode three, directed by Dominic Polcino, written by Al Jean. Original air date, October 19th, 1997. We were just reading about this episode, doing a little research on the Homer net, and apparently it was originally set to be a season seven episode for some production reasons it was released season nine uh, this is just a really great episode we wanted yeah. to do one that focused on lisa and this is definitely one that features her iconic sax and that origin story this is a great episode it kind of um it's got a lot of heart which is a hallmark of a great simpsons episode mm-hmm. just really warms your heart it's also a flashback episode i think it's like there's maybe the sixth yeah, it's the, the series six flashback episode. 
Yeah, so they're able to do a bunch of pop culture references in kind of the 1990s. Uh, mm. And <laughs> so. also, it's the origin story of Lisa's sex. And, you know, Lisa is such a cool character. She really stands up for what she believes in. She's super smart. And, you know, as much of a kind of bookworm as she is, she's super cool. She hangs with Bart. She watches Itchy and Scratchy. And she also plays her sax and loves bebop. She loves jazz. Yeah. You know, she's she's really, you know, it, she she's gearing up for a bright future. Yeah, Lisa's clearly really talented and really hardworking and traits we all can admire. But she also has this thing where she's still a Simpson and kind of in a way that holds back her talent and her gift. But right. she has to like kind of deal with that. But she loves her family and she is proud to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, we, we said there was that line in the very first episode where she tells uh, Patty and Selma about how Homer may be her dad, but like she's still like Homer's her dad. Like, yeah, that's her dad. You know? Yeah, that's that's what we love about the show. It's a, every episode kind of resets and they're back to this like family dynamic. And this one, it starts with a all in the family style opening of them singing a parody. Well, well, whoa, 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 whoa. back wait, up, back wait, up. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah, back up. So the chalkboard gag Bart is writing, I no longer want my MTV. Take that dire straight. And then the couch gag has the Simpsons family run in and come apart as, as a Russian nesting doll. That's right. Uh, begins with Homer and then I guess it goes to Marge, Bart, Lisa, Maggie. Yes. Homer runs in and then his top pops off and their their tops just their tops go mm-hmm. on the couch the couch and then the homer's legs are standing in front with maggie at the end mm-hmm. yeah everybody get that everyone get it all right everybody all right, get so it it's gonna get it a, a russian do- <laughs> nesting doll yeah it's a um toy that ha- contains a smaller doll inside of it how deep do we need to go it's like the egg thing you know they're eggs mm-hmm. inside there's the big egg and the smaller eggs the anyway, papa egg and the mama egg and the baby egg. Moving right along, the episode begins with Homer and Marge singing Those Were the Days, the song from All in the Family. If you know what All in the Family is, that's the theme song to it. It's the mom and dad from the show. They're at the piano and they're singing the song really out of key. And those were the days. And, you know, it's funny to listen to Homer and Marge sing like that. Yeah, um, All in the Family, I looked it up, ran from 1971 to 1979. And now the Simpsons are making fun of it here in 97. So just starting uh, off, it's... We're paying tribute to it. Listening to the opening theme of All in the Family, you can just hear how that woman has a very scratchy voice. And you're like, oh, right, I can picture Marge doing this. Right. It's going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, they had to do it. And um, they're doing a lot of pop culture references some of which are canceled. But there is a Sheriff Lobo reference worth mentioning because Sheriff Lobo comes up several times throughout the series of The Simpsons. So maybe through doing this podcast, we can figure it out. As of right now, I'm counting three. I don't know which specific episodes, but Sheriff Lobo is a, comes back in a lot of Simpsons episodes. All right. For those of you keeping score at home, mark one on your <laughs> Sheriff Lobo tracker. Yeah, and hang it on your... <laughs> <laughs> hang it above your bed on your uh your dream catcher or your uh your vision board for 2022 because yeah. we're gonna get all the sheriff lobo references in 2022 yeah we're gonna get them all we're gonna talk about that that was my new year's resolution <laughs> track all the sheriff lobo references this is it too you know you can't you can't hear it at home but i'm making a gesture this is my resolution this is my resolution is it's my grand nick's just gesturing his arms is out really wi- wide and proud this is his gift to the earth. Yeah, this is it right here, guys. Doesn't get more than this. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is to give back less. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an All in the Family parody. They're singing pop culture references about, I guess, mostly different TV shows and celebrities and mention a few people that are canceled. Canceled? Canceled? They mentioned beep and beep. And also beep. boop <laughs> and bop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we're not going to talk about them but it's a funny it's a funny beginning and it gears you up for the fact that we are going to have a flashback episode mm-hmm. even though the episode doesn't begin with the flashback the episode begins current day bart is watching the warner's brother network the wb channel <laughs> that was channel 11 growing up for me okay. wb in new york city yeah i grew up in new york city folks that's that's wild, dog. Yeah, don't cross me. 
I don't even remember what channel the WB was in old Hartsville, South Carolina. You know, they had Animaniacs. That was a good show. And I think it was Batman. I don't know. Yeah. But they do like, a, you know, they had the frog come out and he says something, something, something on the WB, a bunch of bad shows no one wants to see. You know, so that's Simpsons always making fun of the television networks. They make fun of Fox a lot. They're making fun of Warner Brothers, who's, I guess, a competitor with Fox. Yeah, they're always like referential to other things that are on TV. That's the thing. Every episode begins with the title <laughs> sequence mm-hmm. puts them on the couch watching TV. From the very beginning, they've been a family that watches TV, and they can parody anything. They can comment on any other show or anything happening, news, right. politics, sports. Right, yeah, because, I mean, you know, they were really like the first cartoon family in, in a way. I mean, you had the Jetsons and the Flintstones, yeah. but like this was kind of more of like a sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. And there weren't really shows within the shows on the sitcoms before then. Yeah, and they didn't really show people just watching TV mm-hmm. or making references. If they were, they weren't making references to the things we were watching. Right. They did that in, like, Seinfeld, too. They Which, were like, again, it came uh, a little later, you know? Again, uh, yeah, like, they, had, they made up a lot of shows and movies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously with animation, it's very easy to just kind of show what the actual show looks like. Yeah, so, um, so it's really fun for them to... Yeah, so many of the little clips on TV. Of course, Itchy and Scratchy, the cartoon, the show within the show. And you have all the McBain clips. So many right. recurring things with the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Itchy and Scratchy is just kind of... We'll get into Itchy and Scratchy another time. We should just yeah, get yeah. into this episode. Okay. Um, so Bart is watching and... Hold on. Wait, one more thing before that. What? We were talking about the WB channel. You said you grew up in New York. I grew up in Hartsville, South Carolina. But... I just went back for the holidays, and what I brought back with me was my childhood Bart doll. Oh, yeah, which is matching to my childhood Homer doll. We looked at the little tags. that are the Which exact looks same. exactly like me right now. <laughs> yeah, my hair is all blonde and spiky, so I'm looking like Bart a little bit right now, too. Um, yeah. It just shows that it was faded uh, that we were meant to do this. <laughs> faded? Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty alive right now. You're pretty wired. I'm pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to talk about the Simpsons right now. I'm ready to talk about the Simpsons. All right, we're All gonna right, So Bart's watching there Bart's watching so there's a preview for the Krusty the Clown story starring Five Ish Finkel. So it's a Krusty the Clown story. Booze, drugs, guns, lies, blackmail and laughter. Starring Five Ish Finkel as Krusty. Yeah. Lisa's playing saxophone upstairs, and Homer's getting annoyed by it. Yeah, and she says, "No, I need to practice. I I need to practice at least an hour a day, which is true. Um, you need to practice your instrument at least an hour a day. That's a fact. That's a that's just a good lesson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, um, but anyway, um, so Homer sends Bart up to, uh, get Lisa to stop because yeah. he's such a good dad. <laughs> yeah, and Bart." Says, Bart, Lisa, you're eight, I'm ten, and in my extra two years, I've learned a few tricks. And then he just tries to grab that saxophone out of her hand. They wrestle with it. Give me that sax. It flies yeah. out of the window and into the street. Mm-hmm. And then it gets hit by a car. And then he said, Mole Man's driving a, a truck, truck that also runs over it. And then Nelson runs out and stomps on it. And says, ha ha. Ha ha. And then who's the next guy? Then it's just a... Uh, and a guy on a tricycle rides by and falls off. Right. Hold on. It's a reference to a show there, right? Yes. Uh, one of the people who run over the saxophone is a man on a tricycle who promptly falls over. This is a reference to the show Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, a variety show from 1968 to 1973. Mm-hmm. So we then cut to Lisa with Homer and Bart in the living room, and Lisa's crying with her flat saxophone. And... Homer's trying to console her. Lisa says she doesn't even remember when she got her saxophone. She's always known life with the saxophone. And that prompts Homer to start telling the story of how Lisa got her saxophone. Yeah, Lisa says she doesn't remember. Homer says it all happened back in 1990. Back then, the artist formerly known as Prince was currently known as Prince. Tracy Ullman was entertaining America with songs, sketches, and crudely drawn filler material. And Bart was eagerly awaiting his first day of school. So they're they're alluding to the Tracy Allman show. For those of you who don't know, The Simpsons started as a short on the Tracy Allman show. 
Um, they were short clips playing between all the bits on that show. And uh, so they're make they're poking fun at yeah. themselves. They always have yeah. a good sense of humor. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're poking fun of uh, how poorly drawn they were at the very beginning and just a little what bit. What is it, boy? Yeah. <laughs> Frosted chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah, it also just sets up uh, how, like, Many stories on The Simpsons, it starts with one thing happening, and then the real point of the story is something that comes up uh, along the way. Right, right. Because like, to tell the story of Lisa Sachs, you have to first start with Bart's first day first of school. school. So, right, like you know, every Simpsons episode, whatever the plot at the beginning is, mm-hmm. is not the plot that the episode's yeah. going to be about. It. It's A always complications going to come up within the first act mm-hmm. that's going to events be the unraveling to reveal the what the episode is actually about, what the moral behind the episode is yeah um so and it also just it sets it up that lisa's living in bart's shadow kind of and especially in the early seasons of the show lisa wasn't as much of a fully formed character yet doesn't have she was already smart and uh, that kind of emotionally intelligent yeah but the traits mm. that really fulfill mm. her personality out like she's a vegetarian buddhist you know sax player all these things came later and this is just them giving her more of an origin story Mm-hmm. So we see Bart getting ready for his first day of school in the year 1990. They don't say if he's in pre-K or kindergarten. We can kind of assume it looks like pre-K. Right, yeah. Because um, like uh, when we see the classroom scenes later in the episode, they're not sitting at desks or anything. They're just kind of like sitting around on the floor and stuff. So, But they don't say if specifically what grade he's in. It's just his first day of school. We cut to little Bart. He's still... He's still wearing the same exact clothes. He's just a little smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, Homer uh, gets down on his knees and he puts his ha- hands on Bart's shoulders. He says, now, son, on your first day of school, I'd like to pass along the words of advice my father gave me. And Homer. then what we get to, we see um, a bubble come out of Homer's head. And there's young grandpa to young Homer saying, Homer, you're as dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. If a strange man offers you a ride, I say, take it. And Homer says, lousy, traumatic childhood. (laughs) So, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A funny grandpa moment. Every grandpa moment is funny is what is uh, the title of my thesis in my Ph.D. at Harvard. (laughs) I'm pretty high, dude. (laughs) How high I did it. (laughs) (laughs) the nick salgo story (laughs) written and directed by nick salgo phd at law high as i want to be by nick salgo yeah Uh, so great uh grandpa moment uh grandpa says homer you're as dumb as a mule and twice as ugly if a strange man offers you a ride i say take it lousy traumatic childhood (laughs) so then we cut to Bart not doing well in school. He's singing B-I-N-G-O in class, and he adds an extra clap. Teacher says, writing on her clipboard, added extra clap. Not not college college material. material. And then, so Bart's pretty depressed. He's not doing well in school. Cut back to Homer and Marge at the piano. They're finished. Those were the days. Now the lyrics are about Bart doing not doing so well in school. Homer turns around, looks at Bart and Lisa from the piano. For those of you that know how the Simpsons uh, living room is set up, you know, Bart and Lisa are sitting at the couch in the living room. Marge and Homer are at the piano in the left-hand corner. If you're looking from when you walk in the entrance, you turn to the left. There's the piano. That's the piano to the left. Anyway, you got it? You got it? Oh, you got it? Um, So So we're seeing Homer says, and that, my children, is the story of Bart's first day of school. And I also <laughs> love that that story just ends with Bart coming home from school being sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like Homer thinks parents, he's told the that's story. That's the story. That's where it is. And then like Bart's like, that's cool. And then says, Lisa, Lisa says, except you were supposed to tell the story of how I got my saxophone. And Homer goes, don't. And so they go back into the story, yeah. which on Marge starts telling the story. And it's about, she mentions Bart again. She's yeah. like, hey, Lisa says, Mom, can you tell me the story of how I got my saxophone and not make it a story about Bart? <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. It's just how the story goes. And that is. That's just how their episodes are. It's a we, story. Then there's another story. We, we see Bart back in his classroom. He's reciting the ABCs, and he keeps calling to the teacher. 
line. Yeah. A, F, B, <laughs> line. <laughs> so that's uh, for those of you who have ever been in the theater, if that goes in the theater, when you're um, doing a run through without your script and you forget a line, that's that's what you call you call line. A cue to cue. request a line. Yeah, yeah. For those of you listening at home yeah. that maybe aren't. Uh, Welcome to Behind the Curtain with Hetty Green Terrace. I used to be a man of the, the stage of the theater. Many talents. Mm-hmm. With an R-E. Why'd you leave? Yeah. <laughs> the theater Uh Why did I leave? Yeah. It was too easy. Yeah. You know, acting was too easy. That's I was right. just like, I'm just saying words here. So I decided to take up something a little more challenging. I decided to play the drums. That's I right. mean, no, I decided to start a Simpsons podcast. Excuse me. This yeah. is the, hands down the hardest thing I've ever had to do. We put so much. It's been a lifetime of work leading to this moment in creation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you see these great rock and roll drummers and they play a sick solo, but it's like, yeah, you knew it took them years of training and practicing all those techniques to put it all together. Yeah, and pissing off their parents. It's just. Um, so you decided that wasn't for you anymore either. <laughs> I'm announcing my retirement from everything that isn't this podcast. <laughs> Former drummer, former actor. By the way, when I had when I had Domicron, a lot of people really, you know, you get too sick to get your work done. Mm -hmm. But luckily for me, this was just a really great time to really brush up on the series Mm -hmm. and put in. I logged in a lot of hours every day, just on the couch. So I I did watch a lot of uh, good stuff while I was sick. Hey, Nick, (laughs) that reminds me. I gotta ask you, what you watching? So so yeah so with Domicron I <laughs> um, doing the beginning segment like I even, have power. even um I'm gonna steal a Homer line from another episode I managed I managed to squeeze in eight hours of TV a day I watched a lot of shows a lot of movies a lot of them uh, I watched good good ones you know some Christmas stuff like yeah. the Muppet Christmas Carols obviously Classic. really good the thing the, the thing that I watched that really I love the most um, the new the newest suicide squad on HBO Max yeah um, you got fired up for it well I heard it was really good and you know because the the one that came out a couple years ago like I heard really sucked so I think it's interesting that they would like reboot it right away and like and then everyone says that it's good and I was like all right I'm gonna check it out yeah. and it's you know it's everything that I want in a movie it's it's action-packed. It's got a lot of like different color themes in it. Like it doesn't just look like one thing the whole time. It's like a lot of saturated colors. Like it's very bright and vivid looking. Like just visually, it's like really cool to look at. It's really fucking funny, and all the actions like super cool. And a lot of the actions really funny. You have like like those gory moments that are hilarious. You know when you can pull that off. That that's um. It was a really fun movie, and I'm I plan on watching it again pretty soon. It's really. You know, every every now and then I watch a movie, an action movie, where I'm just like, yes, like this is this is it, you know, because even like. Well, I love about that movie. It's without giving too much away. It starts off and it just sets up a bunch of these characters and immediately flips that whole thing on its head. And is like now this is the movie. It's this other. Right, 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 right. Like, like, no, comes I, out of nowhere. Yeah. Right, right. You think it's going to be based on on uh, one set of characters, but it's actually based on another. And, and the whole movie is kind of like that. And. You know, no one is safe in the movie, and the yeah. er, it's pretty gory. John Cena's hilarious. Yeah, he's huge too. It's insane. But yeah, Id- Idris Elba, really great. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's like crude, but and and I usually don't like crude. Mm-hmm. I think that it could be a very cheap way to portray a certain character or whatever. It could just be lazy writing. Yeah, it could yeah. be lazy writing. La- but lazy it, writing doesn't make. It's a maybe a cheap way to make the character unlikable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Suicide Squad with Idris Elba, I'd give it five out of five stars. Five five out of five, five donuts. Five out of five donuts. All right, pretty good review. We'll, yeah. We'll, how about how about should, you, man? What, what should we you? say it's a Nick's pick? <laughs> this is a Nick Nick's pick. <laughs> yeah. What about me? What, um, what have I been watching? I watched. No. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Man, you know, I've just been hanging out. Like, I uh, went down south for the holidays, saw my fam. Uh, and I've been flying the plane back here, man. I I just... Justin didn't get Domicron. Yeah. We're roommates, but he, he flew out and 
you know, I guess Annie and I, our, our other roommate, we watched the wrong episode of The Simpsons, and we, we both just look like Homer now. Yeah, so and I we just... got Domicron. So I just extended my uh, stay down there a little while longer to give you guys some time to, uh, you know, bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's interesting, you know, just being sick for... I mean, I've been sick this whole time. Yeah. Pretty sick. But yeah, what... Oh, right. What are you watching, dude? Oh. Uh, Oh, I've been watching, I watched the new Matrix movie, The Matrix. How was it? Resurrection? I, Resurrections? I, I, uh, I, t- I turned it off after 10 minutes because yeah. I was sick and I didn't have the patience to like sit there. You're and, like, oh, I can't with all this bullshit right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say huge fan of the original trilogy. I want to Yeah, go you like the it. second and third? I, yeah, I'll defend the second and third. Ugh. Even I will. I didn't appreciate them at the time. But I've gone back enough over the years to be like, okay, I think I get what they were trying to do with these movies. The first movie, The Matrix, 1999, it's a perfect movie. It just completely like blew everyone out of the water in terms of what was happening in action movies. It redefined how action movies are shot, choreographed, how heady of a sci-fi concept can we put in a mainstream film. It just right. was really unique and original and it's, yeah, it really it, just copied Lawnmower Man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they copied Johnny Mnemonic, man. <laughs> Kinu had already done that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I love The Matrix. I think it's great. So now I've gone back enough to see uh, two and three to think of them kind of differently. All right, you can't top what they've already done, but I can appreciate this as a continuation of the story that the two and three kind of are just two halves of the second chapter. I think they would have been better if they maybe spaced them out because they, after yeah, they released them like one month and then one month later or something. It was they, they both came out in the same year, the second and third. After month. the first movie, when they decided to make the sequels, they wrote both of the scripts. They shot them concurrently at the same time, and then released them both in two thousand and three. While they were getting their sex change operation. Well, a surprise. Well, that, only uh, one of them got a sex change, right? Both have revealed themselves as women transgender. Uh, Interesting. Formerly the Wachowski brothers, now known as the Wachowskis. So yeah, of course they don't want to be the Wachowski sisters. They just they dropped the the thing. It's just the Wachowskis now. Mm. Interesting. A story about someone who doesn't feel comfortable in their own skin and that they don't match the world around them and that right. Uh, yeah, this that idea of like being misunderstood that makes a lot of sense. Kind of knowing that oh, that was written by two trans women. And they wanted to have a trans character in the first movie, but I think Warner Brothers, you know, did not allow that. Or they asked them to change it. You know, I went back and watched the OG over the pandemic. Unfortunately, it didn't hit me as hard as I remember it. I guess it is. By today's standards, it might might have felt a little dated and kind of... I mentioned, like, Color Scheme and, like, Suicide Squad. And Matrix is, like just there's like two colors it's like green and gray it's very dull yeah yeah Yeah. and um but i mean i remember just seeing the preview for the first matrix for the first time and it was just like whoa i remember just like yeah sitting in the theater seeing it as a kid being i don't understand this but it's the coolest thing i've ever seen Mm, yeah so what how many so how how many donuts would you give the matrix quadrology um all right so yeah the first movie like i said i think it's perfect five donuts uh-huh then if we're gonna look at re- uh, reloaded revolutions mm-hmm. i'd probably give them a four wow still high for I, me i, I give those movies a negative four well that's just like your opinion man it really hurt me i remember going to the theater and yeah it, it was like watching the the new star wars it's like ah uh, i used to oh uh, nah, uh, yeah uh, eh. So that's what I'm saying. I've come ah. to appreciate them now. They're not that bad. Maybe four is a high score, and I'm, I'm admittedly biased. But they, instead of like releasing the second movie and then fixing the script for the third and then putting that out, like the first script was something they'd spent many years on, and then now having to come up with all of the follow up in a relatively short amount of time, I think damaged uh, what could have been in terms of how well thought out and fleshed out some of the concepts could be they also were hugely ambitious having tie-ins with video games and comic books and things that, that were written for the internet that kind of build the alternate reality and expand the universe so there's so much about the story that's not actually in the movies or isn't explained well so yeah they're kind of hard to appreciate and <laughs> not great probably but i still love them so 
the fourth. newest movie, mm-hmm. I'll say this. It's like, all right, going into that, keeping my expectations low, trying to just appreciate it for what it is, but also being like, okay, so if they have to make a reboot, at least they found a really clever way to do it, to mock its own existence, to mock the idea of why they should do it, and making it in a clever way. And then also, the action's fun, maybe not a, not as many big iconic action sequences like they had in the earlier movies but overall i'm like okay this works i like it i like that the things they add kind of make me appreciate those earlier movies a little more Mm -hmm. something that they're like well this is kind of a thing that was the whole time but now we're only fully explaining that like they add some things like that and then there's some new stuff that doesn't exactly work in terms of logic wise and the story within that movie of how it works so overall I'm still probably just going to say I'll give the quadrology four stars. Wow. But what four do you donuts. give the four, fourth movie? Well, how many donuts? Oh, uh, well, on the letterbox app, you know, I was pretty excited after watching. I, I gave it a four and a half rating. Now, these donuts, do they actually exist or they're just, <laughs> they're, a, a, is it like tasty wheat? Are they tasty wheat flavored donuts? There is no donut. <laughs> there is no donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's zero stars for me. <laughs> <laughs> for a movie you didn't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched the first 10 minutes and I said, you know what? I would be worried if this, the fourth Matrix movie didn't suck, you know? So I just said, I'm, gl- I'm glad that I know that it sucks. I'll turn it off. Life is good. 2022 is going to be the best year yet. Yeah, yeah. You're going to unplug. So anyway, we cut to <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the school so psychologist was- office. And they're talking about Bart. They brought Lisa. Homer and Marge are talking about Bart with the school psychologist. They brought uh, baby Lisa with her, who is doing a puzzle of the Taj Mahal. She finishes it as they're talking about Bart. School psychologist looks over and notices that Lisa is gifted. Ask her how old she is. She's three and three eighths. So that would make Bart five. So he's probably in 5K mm-hmm. or going into first grade. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, probably pre K, pre K kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, school psychologist um, says sees Lisa's very gifted, and he recommends that Homer March take her to Miss Tillingham's school for snotty girls and mama's boys. And so we see Homer and March bring Lisa to the school. We see a lot of kids like uh, they're doing like patty cake, but like doing the numbers of pi. One kid's uh, playing violin. They're all little young kids being very gifted and smart. The schoolmaster tells Homer and Marge it's a $6,000 entrance fee. Just to like to, I, I don't even think it's like $6,000 a year. It's, like, yeah. it's just like what they have to give their upfront. It's too expensive. So they leave and they realize they need to find something else to nurture Lisa's gifts. So then we cut back to present day. Mm-hmm. Homer says, our family was suffering through its worst crisis ever. Bart was miserable at school, and Lisa's gifts were going to waste. Bart goes, uh, Homer, it's five years later, and I'm still miserable at school. Lisa says, and my gifts are still going to waste. And Marge says, and sometimes I feel so smothered by this family, I just want to scream until my lungs explode. (sighs) I'll go start dinner now. (laughs) Yeah, a little insight into... How much Marge is holding on to? <laughs> um, yeah, Marge kind of reveals that you know she's she's really the most solid one in the family. She's the rock of the family. She holds it down, but she's uh, still under a lot of pressure, and she's dealing with everyone's shit all the time, but in a loving way. But you know, she's <laughs> she, <laughs> she 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 deserves a breakdown every now and then. Yeah, and we'll explore that in mm-hmm. a Marge episode. So then, in the um, Grandpa comes in, and Dad, what are you doing uh, here? And uh, they say that they're telling the story of Bart's first day of school. And Grandpa says, oh, I know this story. The year is 1906. The president is, divine, is the divine Miss Sarah Bernhardt. And all over America, people are doing a dance called the Funky Grandpa. And he starts to dance. Oh, I'm the... <laughs> he just passes out as he's dancing, standing up. We cut back to 1990. And Springfield is suffering through a heat wave. Homer is just sitting on the couch. I think he's like in his underwear or something. Uh, uh, Marge, Homer, Marge have says you seen that the we need. To... Peas? 
Yeah, he's got peas. He's sitting on the frozen peas. And Marge comes in. She says that, you know, they need to find something for Lisa. Some other way to encourage Lisa. That that they bring her to an art class, ballet lessons, bring her to a museum. And Homer's, forget it, Marge. There's no way I'm spending my Saturdays at a museum. (laughs) Unless museums don't have foosball, do they? (laughs) Um, And then we cut to Homer imagining playing foosball with famous pieces of art. Um, Michelangelo's David and and, uh, Scream. And then Marge suggests that they use the $200 that they have saved for an air conditioner for Lisa. You know, Homer was really banking on getting an air conditioner. She says, please promise you won't buy an air conditioner until we figure out a way to help Lisa. So then we see Homer steals Flanders. Homer's got an air conditioner and then he he gets um, a knock on the window from Flanders and um well sir i hate to be a suspicious aloysius on you but you did you steal my air conditioner and flanders looks pissed which, which it, 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 you don't really see that often you know like this time he's like pissed yeah homer says i admit it looks bad flanders but haven't you heard of let he who is without sin cast the first stone and then rod or todd i, I Whichever, Whichever one. one's the younger one. Yeah, he throws throws a stone at Homer's head. He says, "Got him, Dad." We love a we love a cranky Flanders butted. Uh, so then we cut back to the present day, and Marge says, "Just when things look their worst, Grandpa cuts her off and says, "I realize I could make money selling my medication to deadheads." Grandpa, what are you talking about? Uh, nothing. So you know, here we have a, a deadhead reference in the show. We're heady green terrace. Um, Grateful Dead's pretty heady. Um, so mark that on your spirit they, board. They come around the show a couple of times. They're kind of one of those things. They're, they're similar to The Simpsons where you could you, know, you could just keep doing it all day. You know, you mm. just listen to Grateful Dead all day. You have The Simpsons on all day. and Yeah, and almost the same way where if you, if you haven't gotten into it, it's like, where do you start? You know, they have a, a big catalog. So many like recordings of shows that you could check out. Right, right. So many episodes of The Simpsons you could check out. Pop culture phenomenon in much in the same way where people wear the clothes, even though they may not even watch the show or yeah. listen to the band, like the Grateful Dead logo, the, the Bears, like it's all over, you know. Yeah, uh, and there's plenty of people that they have The Simpsons on their shirt, even though they probably don't even watch the show. It becomes a brand. Yeah, it's iconic. And it's bigger than what the thing is and of course you know the simpsons were all about marketing and merchandising from the very beginning mm-hmm. uh, like these simpsons dolls that we have here from our childhood uh, these L- this lsd we have these little simpsons dolls <laughs> um they, they i like to hold them when i'm listening to the grateful dead these lsds right here <laughs> Anyways, things could be worse for Lisa or Bart. Bart's back in preschool. The teacher's reading the end of The Ugly Duckling. And so you see, children, there is hope for anyone. Bart says, even me? She says, no. (laughs) Yeah, so Bart's getting pretty down uh, in this episode. But then, so then we cut to the schoolyard and Bart finds, like, you know, this is the story of Lisa Sachs, but Bart finds his audience here in the schoolyard. He's, he gets in trouble with, principal skinner and in front of all the kids he tells for the very first times he tells principal skinner to eat his shorts yeah and the whole school like the whole schoolyard is just, thinks bart is great they're yeah. all like in an uproar about it and I, this is where bart finds his footing and, yeah. and his place in the world bart S- so as much says as the millhouse like i wish i was interesting like you and then millhouse tells him he's funny and that the world needs a clown and he's finding his voice that he's funny and he's the prankster. He's the class clown and little Bart, you know, Krusty the clowns is like hero. Yeah. That's like who he loves the most. Like I, he really does just want to be funny and make people happy. I can kind of relate to that. Cause I remember, you know, um, I was like a very shy kid, but like I knew I could be funny and I could probably make people laugh. And I, I, at one, I eventually became maybe not the class clown, but like one yeah. of the class clowns. Like, you know, I got comfortable enough in my own skin eventually at school that like I could give kind of a smart yeah. ass answer to something. And, you know, I'd be helping the teacher out because it would just force the class to pay attention more, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was <laughs> not the kind of class clown where I was just doing whatever it took to get attention for everyone. Right. But I did 
want to get laughs, I realized I could say something witty or have a clever answer, and even the teacher would laugh too, and then right. I'd be okay. Did you say that was like you know where you first got your footing in stand up? Oh yeah, yeah, just working. Uh, <laughs> What's the deal with these integers? Yeah, I was working clubs and colleges and elementary schools. Chromosomes. Yeah, I I remember like a teacher writing on like my little report card about you know my wit adding to the class discussion. Oh, and I'm like, oh hell yeah, that's cute. And then I had to look up what wit was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the fans are writing in. They want us to wrap it up. You know, they want us to wrap it up. All right, we're <laughs> we're on a schedule here. All right. Yeah, we keep we we keep um veering off. Are we saying it's time to try and take this car back to the garage? I'm no, I'm thinking that we should talk more about how we're veering off. We're veering like off. what the what that is all about. What is that about? Um, what is it about? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. It's about this right here. This, uh, this right what, now. What, this right now. It's what it's all about. It's just going off wherever you want. This moment. Mm-hmm. Your whole life has led to this moment. I'm sorry. So Bart finds his place. And that's the end of Bart's story, really, right there. Yeah. Then we cut to Homer. He's having a beer at Moe's. And he, he, he's he got baby Lisa with him. Yeah. And um, he's telling Mo about how he's about to go buy his new air conditioner. The geography of Springfield is kind of this malleable ever-changing thing where you know certain places are in different parts of town depending on which episode mm-hmm. sometimes like the power plant is like right in the simpsons backyard or yeah. something like that sometimes like uh, there, there needs to be mm-hmm. a car scene so the thing will be further away but i think they consistently con- contradict themselves they'll show it one way in an episode and something mm-hmm. completely different in another because that consistently we don't know what that street is but the whatever street Moe's is on the, the music store is like right next door to Moe's in a couple episodes. Uh, right. It's always, it's always on the, uh, where Moe's is. Cause the, there's the other episode where Homer needs to buy a read for Lisa, but he stops at Moe's first before, <laughs> the, before, before to get, uh, you're going to just assume that Homer's going to stop at Moe's on the way to, or from anywhere he goes. Right. He's at Moe's all the time. It's just brings his kids there. But anyway, Moe's like who's the little chick. And then she's like, I'm Lisa. You have 13 pickled eggs in this jar and one cockroach. Right. And then the health inspector is there. They go to King Toots music store. Well, first Homer sees the air conditioner store. The air conditioner store is called It Blows the Air Conditioner Store. And Homer looks into the window and he has this vision of the world is on fire outside. And he's inside with a winter cap. And a winter jacket and everything. And, and gloves. an air conditioner He's got his feet propped up. He has the air conditioner in front of him like a TV. Right, just blowing on him. And Outside the world's burning. <laughs> the Italian sun. summer. Let us in. Oh, oh. And uh, they start melting. And Homer is just laughing. And the, the, his, you can see his breath because it's so cold. <laughs> um, so that's um really great Homer and Patty and Summer <laughs> moment. That's top tier right there. But... You know, he's looking at Lisa and he sees the music store and he says uh, he knows he has to do the right thing. So it's good. Homer does the right thing here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he takes her over to the music store. He says a musical instrument. Could that be the way to encourage a gifted child? Just give me a sign. And then the, the owner of the shop puts a sign on the window that says musical instruments. The way to encourage a gifted child. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> He says, hey, I guess that's a sign, right? Something like that. So then he, he brings Lisa into the store. He's you know wants to know what kind of instrument she wants. He says, violin, tuba maba, obamobole. <laughs> she um, points to the saxophone and says, that one. And he says, ah, saxophone. So that's, um, that's alluding to, I forget what episode it is. Oh, I think it's when uh, Homer and Marge... Oh, when when they're um, Lisa and Bart are fostered by the Flanderses, mm-hmm. and they they miss having Bart and Lisa around. Homer grabs Lisa's saxophone, saxophone, and picks it up, puts it to his mouth, and goes saxophone, saxophone. Right, great iconic moment. So, so Homer sees that the saxophone costs two hundred dollars. And oh. he looks at Lisa. How can he say no to that baby face? She's the, she's the gifted one. 
they have 200 bucks. They don't have $6,000 to send her to private school, but they have 200 bucks bucks for a saxophone. And this is going to be a huge part of Lisa's identity for the rest of her life. And he doesn't know it yet, but he, he, he pays the $200. He decides he's going to pay $200. Oh, I'll take it. He hands it to Lisa and immediately she plays a perfect note on the first try. Mm -hmm. So then Homer's Homer says to the guy working at the music shop, to make an inscription on the saxophone, he says, To Lisa, never forget your daddy loves. He drops the saxophone and says, Do! So then, we, we, then see. we see cut to Lisa with the flat, flattened saxophone and it's still there. It says, To Lisa, never forget your daddy loves dough. So then they say, that's the, And that's the story of Lisa's saxophone. And then Homer says, Next, I'll tell you the origin of Maggie's pacifier. And Marge says, what origin? We get them for a dollar ninety-five down at the Safeway. Um, <laughs> and Lisa's like, "Well, I like that story, but it doesn't fix this." Right. And then Marge says, "Well, I guess we still have that money in the air conditioner fund." And Homer says, "Oh, do I have to spend the rest of my life sweating like a pig?" And Bart says, "Yeah, not to mention eating like a pig, looking like a pig." We cut to Lisa's got her new sax. Mm -hmm. They still don't have an air conditioner. Got the new sax for 200 bucks, I guess. And this one on the inscription, it says, It says, To to Lisa, Lisa, may your new saxophone bring you many years of dough. And then she starts playing Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. And it's this little extended sequence of, all the, all the, it's a montage of all the saxophone moments throughout the the seasons, or it's season nine in this episode. Clearly, lots of footage to go back on. Uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy, you know, playing with her. He was her teacher. Yeah, and it's in the Wikipedia. It says it was uh, added to lengthen the episode a little longer because the script was short. But it's a great fun way to tie this one off. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so that was Lisa's sex. That was Lisa's sex. It's a really sweet Simpsons episode. Um, I really like this one because it's got the heart and it's got a lot of silly jokes. Yeah. And since they're doing a flashback to 1990, there's a ton of pop culture references. At one point, Homer's watching <laughs> Twin Peaks and he's like, brilliant. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. <laughs> brilliant. Another highlight in the episode is when, back in the 1990 story, Homer asks Bart if he wants to play catch, and he says no. And then Homer steps out, and he's like, when a boy doesn't want to play catch with his old man, something is seriously wrong. (laughs) Grandpa steps in, and he says, I'll play catch with you, son. And Homer's yelling, get the hell out. Is that is that your highlight of the episode? I would say it's my highlight. I just love any time Grandpa pops up. He shows up a lot in this. He always always has funny lines. I'm trying to remember any other moments of the um, episode that uh, yeah, yeah, we missed, the, um, and then I'm going to maybe give my highlight. When, oh, right, when Homer is watching the preview for the Krusty the Clown thing, and it's showing Krusty the Clown being portrayed as a bad father, and he says, man, what a terrible father, and Maggie walks by. She's holding an electric Power drill. drill, brooming it. <laughs> and then that's when Lisa plays the sax upstairs, and he yells at Lisa, hey, knock it off! Right, and then we cut to... When we cut to Lisa with her saxophone broken, he says, oh, honey, don't worry. I'll just break something Bart loves. Yeah. And, then, and then he's like, hey, he's like, then I'll just break something Maggie loves. And then we see Maggie holding the drill, clutches it tighter, Yeah, loves loves her drill. Um, that That's a really funny moment. And Maggie looks super cute. All the, yeah. you know, Mag- Maggie up to no good and kind of like knowing what's going on is really mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of the moments don't miss it rewind that tape again i think my highlight of the episode would have to just be the inscription on the saxophone it's just it really to me sums up the whole series in a way of just loving each other for those imperfections and like you know it's just this sweet thing it still has the dough written on the saxophone you know it's it's homer always wanting to do the right thing but never really uh, can't avoid making mistakes yeah and i'm gonna say my highlight of the episode is bart making fun of skinner on the playground finding his calling to be the uh class clown and prankster it's just 
great that in the story we don't really see the payoff as much with him uh although it does start with his story of going to school it becomes about lisa but i'm glad he has a little happy ending too and it is something that defines his character as well yeah it is kind of a bart and lisa episode but it is lisa's sax another thing worth mentioning is the episode that aired before this what's the name of that episode um, it, it's the episode where um, they, they discover the Simpsons gene, and it's also uh, revolves around Lisa worrying that she's becoming dumber. So it's two Lisa episodes in a row that aired in October of 1997. All right. Well, let's pull the car into the garage. Are you ready to give your final uh, rating? I'll give my final review right now. I, I got, I got it. I got it right here. Mm-hmm. All right. I am going to give this episode. Perfect five out of five donuts. Wow, 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 Nick. Your first uh, your first perfect five. Yeah, and they're they're vegan donuts for Lisa. They're with uh like vegan um like carrot cake donuts, like custard on top. Of <laughs> you know, just just for Lisa. Um because I love Lisa and I love this aspect of Lisa that she plays the saxophone. She wants to be a jazz cat. She loves bebop. She's eight years old, you know, and, you know, just this origin story is really sweet. And I think that this episode really checks all the boxes for me, what I want out of a Simpsons episode. Eh, I, don't, I, I don't want anything. You know, What I'm looking for in a Simpsons you episode. You just let them give you what they got. Yeah, I always, I always go in. And I, I don't expect. I have zero expectations in life, yeah. you know. Um, See that's 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 where you get fucked up is when you have expectations. <laughs> yeah, that just creates the opportunity for disappointment. Expectations and being right, you got to give those up in 2022. All right, babe. Yeah. All right. I haven't cared about being right since 2015. Yeah, you should care more about being wrong, which is what we're talking about here. You know. Yeah. Like we try to keep it. We got to th- we got to focus on the fact that we're going to make mistakes. But anyway, uh, this really does check all the boxes for me. It's got a lot of really silly moments got grandpa moments uh we see or his origin stories and just that that heart at the end you know just like oh like homer got lisa or sax and he gets her another one and it's like still says don't on it you know it's just like you know and lisa just reading that out loud she you know with her new sax she says she reads that to lisa may your new sax bring you many years of dough really just sweet just tying it all up um it's got it's got everything you want out of a simpsons episode perfect five out of five donuts i i don't know if this episode it i think it's featured in some top lists but not all you know you wouldn't think of this as a top episode but it you know it's not like mr plow or something like that but it's a damn good one season nine episode three lisa sex check it out yeah perfect app. how about you man what are you giving this one okay you know, I really, uh, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on yeah. a lot of your counts. Like I said, it's a great episode. It's got a ton of good laughs in it. A lot of heart and family moments establishes one of the things we love and know about her and does it justice. It, it, you appreciate how she's just trying, you know, her best uh, with the family, you know, she has. And she feels held back by, you know, maybe... Uh, the intelligence of her family or their income but really she just tries really hard she finds something she loves and is good at it becomes something that definitely makes lisa cool yeah we think she's uh one of the they're all really cool they're, they're all the coolest and they don't know it that's mm-hmm. why they're so cool like yeah bart even though he's funny he still you know gets picked on you see him have a lot of downer moments it's like he doesn't think he's the coolest kid in school but it's same with lisa she's She's great. We love her. Oh, I'm glad we finally got to dive into an episode and talk about her. And it's something we can all relate to. I'm going to also give this episode a perfect five out of five donuts. Wow. Okay. So let me um do the math here. All right. Crunch the numbers. Wow. We both gave it a five yeah. out of five, right? But it's still saying... So that added together mm-hmm. and then, you know, we had to... Yeah. You know, inflation. Yeah. It, we got it, it, it's a 6.9. <laughs> it's a 6.9. <laughs> An average of 6.9 for Lisa's sacks. Wow, the first uh 
6.9 review on the show. I have no idea how it happened, man. I got to, you know, Y2K. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah you got to uh, uh, reboot your drive, man. Fucking Apple. Um, so we Yeah, ever we, since Steve Jobs, you know, they just haven't been able <laughs> to keep up with the quality. Yeah, yeah. More, uh, I'm like more about Steve Strikes these days than yeah, Steve dude. Jobs, you know. <laughs> fucking workers rights man we're gonna turn this fucking we're gonna turn this whole fucking ball around dude. and i'm starting right now by S- not working starting with this simpsons podcast <laughs> yeah um so we got um so i'm gonna give it five lot? i'm gonna say yeah, yeah how many what kind of donuts yeah you know we're gonna, i'm thinking these are like um like jazz maybe J- something that not everybody appreciates mm-hmm. but we're gonna say tofu donut <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, so we got some fan mail to get into. We've been getting so much fan mail. Yeah. Dude. So if you have a question or comment, correction, detail we missed out, or a suggestion for an episode we also, should cover, our email address is headygreenterrace at gmail dot com. What do we got? In the um, if you if you want to just um, give us like a if you want us to cover an episode on like a side character or something, maybe not a specific episode, you can just mention, you know, I want like a crusty episode. Let me get a crusty. Let me get a bumblebee man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, we, we want to get into all the characters because they're all just. And we want to give the, the people what they want. <laughs> really people pleasing right now. Um, so, yeah, we got a bunch of fan mail. I'll, I'll start with mine. Dear Nick and Justin, what are your signs? Jake from Tainted Butte, Iowa. Oh, wow, Jake. Thanks for writing in. I should say I'm a Capricorn. I recently celebrated my birthday. Mm, nice. Yeah, Justin, uh, he just had his birthday on December 28th. And, uh, yeah, I I got to say this. I don't feel older, but I'm going to go into this year and not <laughs> – I'm going to try and not learn anything. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to turn off the news. Wow. And I'm going to just stay where I'm at until this whole – pandemic thing blows over and then i'll start counting the years again yeah justin's uh new year's resolution is to find some weight (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) well my signs is um signs by m night Shyamalan. yeah that's my signs and um i guess i also like you know stop signs stop signs and i'm also a scorpio um so take take note (laughs) Yeah, watch uh, out for the stinger, baby. Yeah, watch out. It means uh, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> all right. Should we give some heady green telescopes? <laughs> heady green telescopes. Yeah, I don't know if he meant – he just said, what are your signs, you know? Like, I don't okay. know if he meant, like, you know, it was like a pretty vague question. Well, for, I saw the sign. Okay, you saw the sign? Yeah, so yeah. I got to give a mention to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, what what are, what what is your uh, – what? Who 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 are you talking to today? Okay, let me open up uh, this email here. This is from Rickola Snadler out of Des Moines, Iowa. Weird. Uh, Rickola says hi, Justin and Nick. Thanks a lot for finally making a Simpsons podcast. I can't believe no one's gotten to it before. Really been enjoying listening to you guys dissect the show. If you guys were to do a podcast about a show other than The Simpsons, what would it be? Thanks, Rickolas. Wow, that's a good one. Um, I guess, you know, the show of life. I think other I TV know. shows that we could just go Rick on. and Morty, I think. Um, if I were to... It really hasn't been since The Simpsons that I've watched a show that has grabbed me as much and kind of made me think as much. You know, South Park, like when I was like a little kid, I thought was really great. I don't think that I ever considered it better than the Simpsons, but it, it kind of had like this like new crudeness to it that I was really enjoying as a kid. But Rick and Morty, you know, we have the Heady Green Terrace podcast. We're going to talk about Heady shit. Is there anything headier than Rick and Morty? The answer? No, there <laughs> isn't. <laughs> it's literally the headiest shit ever. It's, you know, well, let me tell you about a little movie called The Matrix 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you do the podcast on? No, uh, no, I agree. Yeah, Rick and Morty is great. I think we can certainly dive into that, and I really appreciate Of course, the I show's got do... great writing. There's they really out there stories. They push it really far. They do outlandish things, and how much they can do in a, one episode is really impressive, just the, how much yeah, fun they pack in there. The animation looks so cool and fresh. Every episode has new 
things that you haven't seen in that world before. If you try to twist our arm, like we might do a Rick yeah. and Morty episode on this show if you, yeah. if you really twisted our arm. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. It, we're Hedder Green Terrace. We can do whatever we want. Whatever the fuck we want. And you can't tell us otherwise, Dad. Ma'am. <laughs> so uh, maybe, uh, yeah, Rick and Morty would be great. Maybe we'll do a one-off of one of those. I wouldn't say, for me, if I was to pick another show, I feel like a be Sopranos. That's the, the other one I can just go back to again and again and really dive into each episode and yeah 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 there's no sopranos podcast either i know right we gotta start the first one yeah and i need someone to teach me how to use google also (laughs) i need someone to teach me how to use gaba google (laughs) (laughs) so check out uh heady green new jersey (laughs) just uh heady green newark that's <laughs> damn it that's better <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's like a lot of our brainstorm session you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's like two ideas we'll we'll get there eventually <laughs> um anyway uh thank you for enjoying the show yeah we made it to the end we love you thank you very much for uh, listening if you want to leave us a review on itunes that'd be tight happy new year if you i wish follow- you great oh, yeah. health and uh abundance and joy and happiness all the good things coming your way in 2022 keeping keeping your head up and feeling good yeah keep it heady yeah all right this is this this has been nick hi uh you just heard a heady green terrace hosted by justin thompson and nick salgo copyright 2021 wait (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.